Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can also go online and check out the great inventory of Ford's. Lincoln's, Kia's, Hyundai's, also awesome pre-owned inventory. You can check it out, pick out what you like, and guess what? You can actually do it from the comfort of your own living room. That's all at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us. Uh, A day of history, by the way. (laughs) A day of history. Because... We are, what, one hour and 16 minutes away from a scheduled manned space launch for the first time in nine years in the United States. SpaceX. Now I know that you, you to some of you, it's the second most important event of the day, but the most important event is coming up with Dr. Levine and Governor Wolf in a few moments. SpaceX is number two. How am I doing, Matt? I'd say you're right on cue. Once again, the governor will be on the air here at, uh, what, 3.30 today? 3.30. 3.30. To update the state on what's going on. Uh, so we will uh, talk about the NHL uh, with uh, Sam from the Philadelphia Inquirer at 4.06. We'll hear from Lamont Wade at 4.35 today. So there you go. That's the lineup we have today. And we're going to hear from Pat Fryermuth before the week is out, too. Not a bad week again. Get you up to date on that. But, yes, I mean, today is the, you know, hopefully it goes off without a hitch. I mean, they've done this with uh, space dummies. Now, don't step in and say they put me in space, okay? But I'm, uh, I, um, 
I'm one of those kids that grew up when all this was happening. So in other words, when John Glenn circled the earth, when Alan Shepard went up, I was three. Uh, I was four when Glenn went. So I really don't remember much of Project Mercury at all, but I remember like Project Gemini, and of course all the Apollo launches. Then the then you know then the then there was the Skylab, and then uh, then I remember when Skylab fell back to Earth with space junk falling everywhere. It doesn't all stay up there, you know. Sometimes it loses orbit and comes down. Um, we believe that uh, there may have been a piece of Skylab that hit the suit, but that's, that's you know, we're, we've been trying to theorize that, that issue for years. <laughs> what? It's as good as any explanation anybody else in the station comes up with. I guess that's true. I think it, I think it, it it enhances his resume, and then of course all the uh, the shuttles. And I was the kind of kid. I mean, I could tell you who was. I can tell you who was on every Apollo mission. For goodness sakes, it used to be. It used to be. I knew who the two all the two man Gemini's were. So that's how much I was really into it. So for me to see this today, I think this is to me that I they're only going up to the International Space Station, but I just think it's really cool. And the part about it that this is always the part I know this is not sports, obviously, but this is the part I always find interesting. When I hear people say it could it'd be money better spent here on Earth, right? Now, logically, that sounds correct, doesn't it? Except this is a massive jobs program. You got to build the rocket. You got to get the fuel. You got to, you know, you got to have people down there working. There are a lot of people employed doing this thing. All right. So let's not forget about the people who actually like build it and work on it. So we'll see. Um, now, I do all my buying at Sunbury Motors. I don't really need an Elon Musk vehicle, do you? I've got Sunbury Motors. I've got Fords, Lincolns, Hyundais, Kias, and Prion. But when it comes to this, you know, let's let's see if Musk has a great rocket and let's go from there. <laughs> but that's coming up in a little more than an hour, weather permitting, of course. There's a 40% chance of showers. Uh, baseball, uh, the players, shockingly, were not enamored with the proposal put out by Major League Baseball yesterday. Now listen to these numbers, Matt. I got to give you these numbers. They talk about this sliding scale. Now the only the, the the number one thing that that right away was bothersome about the sliding scale is that I thought the suit play paid a little bit too close attention to it. Oh, it's a great idea. And. I, just, I want to find, because uh, I've got the numbers here. And the numbers are, when you look at it, are actually shocking. <laughs> You're like, okay, I mean, I, I know we're talking millions here. So I got that part. So I completely understand how the average fan looks at this. But I was listening to Mark Reynolds yesterday. 
And Mark Reynolds, who was the analytics player before analytics, because Mark Reynolds hit long, powerful home runs. And when he didn't, he struck out. He was the modern player before the modern player. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is what they were looking for in analytics all those years. Uh, Let me see here. And the union is disappointing the proposal, but I want to find. Okay, here it is. I found it here. Here's the, how the salaries will work. Okay, try this out. Let's take the New York Yankees. Let's take Matt's favorite team. <clears throat> so this is how it works. This is what again. This is what the owners proposed. Kyle Higashioka, who is the lowest paid player in the Yankees, who gets the Minimum, which is $579,200 for a season. Under an 82-game prorated salary, that would come out to 294175 Under the sliding scale, it comes out to 269300 Total pay reduction is 53.5%. Gary Sanchez. I think because Gary Sanchez has... People think he makes more money than he does. It's because he's been around a while. Well, he makes five million a year. So the prorated salary is two point five three million for eighty two game season. The sliding scale gets him to one point six four million. That's a pay reduction. That's two thirds. 67.2%. Brett Gardner. Not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but a big reason why a team wins games. Every team needs Brett Gardner's. Every team does. May not be the Hall of Famer, but he's the Hall of really good. Okay? Makes $10 million a year. Now, on a relative scale, it's about what Brett Gardner should make, $10 million a year. 82-game prorated salary, $5.06 million. Sliding scale under the owner's proposal would give him $2.95 million. That's a reduction of 70.5%. He'd only be getting 29.5% of his money. Garrett Cole just signed that gigantic contract. Matt bragging at the holiday party about how they've got the World Series won now because they've got Garrett Cole. $36 million is his full season salary. An 82-game prorated salary would be $18.22 million. The sliding scale is $8.06 million. His total pay reduction is 77.6%. He'll be getting 22.4% of his salary. About $4.25 billion is paid out every year in player salaries. An 82-game season knocks that down to a bit more than, obviously, $2 billion. The sliding scale reduces it to $1.5 billion. So I said yesterday I didn't have a proposal. My proposal is very simplistic, as you would expect. 
but I think there. But I think if you want to save that, this is not just about saving the 2020 season. There's nothing to do with that. This is about saving baseball and having it be healthy in 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. You know, that's what you're looking for here. You're not just trying to save 2020. You got to think in the next seven, eight years. I listened to Mark Reynolds yesterday, and I brought that up. Reynolds made a couple of really good points, and he made one point I vehemently disagree with. The good point is, is look, I'm paying. If I now Reynolds, by the way, is retired now. He's 13 years, and he's done. He's out of the game. But as he says, he said the owners have been the type in Major League Baseball over the years. If you give them an inch, they take a mile. So that's the rep the ownership side has with the Players Association and the union. That's not healthy. Number two, he said players should get half their salary. If you're going to play half the season, you get half your salary. Now, remember, players have already received some salary under the previous agreements. They're not getting paid tremendous amounts, but they are being paid right now. So this is what I would propose. Now, the owners are going to lose money no matter what. The owners are going to lose money no matter what. But the key is to keep it alive so you can make money next year and beyond. So this is what I would propose. Uh, maybe thrown out right away, and it's very simplistic. Number one, if you're going to play 82-game schedule, you should get paid an 82-game rate. All right? So we start with that. But here's where the reduction comes in. Because Major League Baseball gets 30% of its revenue from... Um, from tickets and merchandise and all that stuff, people going to the ballpark, Matt buying Luke 82 souvenirs because he just can't say no to the kid. It's unbelievable the way it is. And he's five months old. The kid gets everything he wants, at least as the disciplinarian. Uh, but I would then take half, 15%. I know it's 30% every game I got that, but let's do something symbolic here. I would then reduce that half by the 15%, or that 50 point, that 51%, by 15%, until, until they open the gates and allow fans back in, which I think before the season is out, I wouldn't doubt happens. And when the gates open... And even if, yeah, I know fan, fan, the number of fans would have to be reduced and so forth. So instead of getting, you know, instead of getting 40,000 at a Phillies game, it would look like a Marlins game. They'd be 10. (laughs) Maybe 15. That's on a weekend series for the Marlins. 15,000. The second they start letting fans in, I then cut out the 15% reduction and you then at that point get your full checks from that point on when there are no fans you have to take a 15% reduction on your prorated half salary the second fans are let let back in even if it's 10 in good faith you go back to your full check for that year now I don't mean the full 162 game check I mean the 82 game check now will the owners lose money yeah
that's a whole heck of a lot fairer than what they have right now. I mean, you mentioned all those numbers for the different Yankee players. This is for Bryce Harper. He's due 27 and a half this year. Yep. This proposal would knock him down to 6.5. So that's a reduction of 21 million. I know. And again, I'm saying, okay, I realize that the owner's going to take a bite by year. I understand that. But apply some goodwill logic and you can save your sport. So you're going to play 82 games? I'll pay you 82 games. Right? But we're losing 30% of our overall revenue because the gate's closed. So what we'll do is, since it's 82 games remaining, we'll knock 15% off your salary because we're missing that 30 we're missing that that 30% for the whole 162 game season. So we'll take it half, 15%. Oh, and guess what? August 1st, let's just pick a date. They're going to start letting fans back in even though they'll have to be socially distanced in the whole deal. All right? The second that happens, we're starting to at least get some of that revenue back and guess what? We restore you to the to the full half salary for the rest of the year. That, that, to me, that part there is the goodwill gesture. Now, I know it sounds simplistic. I understand that. But sometimes a simplistic answer could be the best answer. And just do it by the numbers. You play 82 games, you get paid for 82 games. There are no fans in the stands. So whenever there, whenever there are no fans allowed in the stands, whenever, your salary will be reduced by 15% because we get 30% of our revenue from that, that part, and since it's half a season, we'll make it 15%. But the second that fans are allowed back in the stands, even at reduced numbers, as a goodwill gesture, will kick you back up to your full half season. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Forstfreed Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com right now and check out their great line of Fords, Lincolns, Kias, Hyundais, and pre-owned inventory. And you can get the entire process started from the comfort of your own home at sunburymotors.com. Sharkey, in a few moments from the Philadelphia Inquirer, but first our play-by-play call of the day, Claude Giroux with the game winner at the link. The center to get things organized a little bit. Now he accelerates and drops it off for the carry-on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. What a comeback for the Philadelphia Flyers. Indeed. And that was uh, uh, the great one, Doc Emmerich, along with uh, Eddie Olchick, whose son, by the way, Tommy, played here at Penn State. With that, we bring uh, Sam Tarkidi in from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Sam, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Steve, thanks for having me today. Uh, first of all, I hope uh, you and yours are safe and sound with no issues. That's the most important part. Yeah, we're we're doing fine, so uh, I appreciate it. Same to you and, and yours. And uh, we're all just plugging away, rolling this together. 
All right. Well, part of plugging away is Gary Bettman. It was a press conference that was, I think, safe to say short on details, with the exception of seven teams know they're no longer playing this season. Uh, what did you, first of all, think of the playoff plan, which was not a surprise, but how it was laid out with 24 teams? Yeah, as you said, it really wasn't a surprise. It was uh, you know, voted upon, actually, by the Players Association on Friday, so uh, and that didn't change at all. So, uh, you know, I, I understand where they're coming from. They, they want to be uh, uh, fair to the teams that uh, were just outside the playoffs. They want to give them a chance to, to have an attempt. You know, since they don't have an attempt to get in, they want them to have a, a shot in this play-in series. That said, I, I think it's uh, the field is way too big. Uh, it's a 2014 field, as you mentioned, and, uh, uh, you know, I, these are different times, and I, I really think they should have gone back to the old days where you had uh, eight teams in the playoffs, you have uh, uh, four in each conference make it, and you have uh, a Stanley Cup quarterfinal, Stanley Cup semifinal, and Stanley Cup final, and, and you know, I've been an advocate of that since uh, they went on pause, and it looked like... Uh, you know, it was going to be a long time. So, you know, I, I would, I, to me, shorter is better, especially in this case. Uh, you're going to have people complaining, like the Penguins and, and quality teams that, that didn't make it. But, hey, you know, the, as I said, these are different times. And, and the longer this goes, the more games you play, the higher the chance that some team is going to be affected by the coronavirus. That's why, you know, I say get in, get out. You know, maybe have the first round best of five in the quarterfinals. Uh, even the semifinals, you could have best of five and have the finals best of seven. And, uh, you know, good night, Irene. It's over. And, and uh, you know, you, you have a, a champion, which is, you know, the object of this. And I don't really think you, you hurt the integrity of the game. Everybody had a fair amount of time. Basically, the teams played 70 games. Some played a little bit more. Some played a little bit less. But 70 games to me was enough to decide who the best four teams were in each conference, and and you go from there. But like I said, they're they're rolling the dice a little bit. That uh, God forbid that a team uh, is infected with the coronavirus, and and it you know it spreads to four or five, six players, and that that happened actually in 1919 in the Stanley Cup Final uh, was uh, called off in the last game because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know the Spanish flu. So. You know, there is uh, uh, there is a precedent for this, and and uh, you know I don't wish that on anybody. I hope it doesn't happen. But they're rolling the dice a little bit. As I said, I I realize why they're doing it, but I don't agree with it. I realize why they're doing it too. I will point out though that regional networks that will carry a, a portion of this, they're getting their money from cable fees to begin with anyway. So it's not it's not as if they're helping out that partner. Now they catch a break, and this would be fine with an eight-team field. The break they catch is there'll be no Summer Olympics, so NBC can carry it, Sam. Well, there's no question. It's you know it, it's uh, you know financially motivated, and and again, oh, yeah. I don't fault I don't I don't fault the NHL for that. I mean they right. you know they have, it, it's a business, and uh, but. You know, like I said, when you're taking a, a risk, I, I don't that I don't think is worth it. That's what I don't like. And and uh, you know, they have up to five hundred million dollars in TV revenue they're going to make if the playoffs are finished. And and uh, without that, uh, you know, 
the game would be really altered next year. Uh, you'd probably see the salary cap, for instance, go down. Right. Uh, you know, maybe significantly, and that's going to change. That would change some rules. You probably have compliance buyouts where you could buy out players because you know these teams have diligently put their teams together, figuring the cap is going to go up a little bit each year. And now, you know, nobody saw this occurring. Uh, you know, you could, if this season was called off, it'd be catastrophic for a lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, and and you might have uh, the salary cap actually go down next year. So, you know, that's why they want to play. But, again, you still could have played. You still could have saved the integrity of the season if you only had an 18 field. But uh, they're going with 24, and I say let's make the best of it. Let's have fun with it and go from there. But uh, it's not something I would have, I would have done. All right. Here's something I think that is interesting, though, is that I believe – 17% of the players are not from North America. but And some, like Pasternak, for example, I think he's in Europe right now. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of them, like Robert Hay from the Flyers is yeah. in Europe. Uh, I believe Michael Raffle is in Austria. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, but they say that they're going to have exemptions and there, and there won't be a problem as far as traveling and and entering the uh, the country, whether it's Canada or the U.S., so I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's just from okay. everything I hear from the government, so it shouldn't be a problem. But you're right; it is 17 percent. Gary Bettman uh, uh, quoted that number the other day. Oh, did he? Okay, uh, but because there's the other part, because the U.S. Canadian border is still closed at least until June 22nd, I believe something. Like yeah, that. and Bill Daly said that they the league has an agreement uh, and. Okay. Canadian U.S. borders will not be a problem. So he said he did not foresee a problem uh, because the government, uh, in governments in both countries, uh, you know, are aware of this, and and he did not foresee it being a problem. So you know, without getting into, into all the technicalities, I, I don't see that as a stumbling block right now because because people don't see it as a stumbling block. So and they've done the research, so that 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 should be uh, that shouldn't be a problem. It's the last week of May, yet the talk is they would not go to camps until in the neighborhood of July 1st. Now, he didn't say that, but it's really kind of the impression I got out of that. Uh, you, are you surprised at the gap? So if you don't have 24 teams, why not attempt to start a bit sooner if you have 24 teams? Yeah, I I am, but he said he, he they wanted to see uh, how long, you know, they wanted to see which areas were still hot spots, and they thought they would err on the side of caution. He did say Fair. July 1st would be the earliest they would start uh, training camps, but he said it will probably be later. He said it could be between July 1st and the middle of July. So if you split the difference, uh, let's say you started July 7th, and, uh, you know, interesting, interestingly, Steve, he said uh, a month ago that the camps would have to be at least three weeks and yesterday on the on the Zoom call, he said that uh, we're not sure if it has to go three weeks. Maybe we'll find out. You know, the players can adapt, and it won't have to be that long. So he kind of, you know, left things a little open. So, um, but today, Bill Daly said today, um, you know, he said nobody knows the future, but uh, a good guess is that the season would start in late July. Uh, but things are could could change. And, uh, again, they still have to pick the two hub cities, and, and that's another thing. It's delay, delayed because right. they want to wait. They don't, they don't want to pick a city 
uh, let's just throw out, you know, Los Angeles or Las Vegas, and all of a sudden, two weeks from now, <laughs> you know, two weeks right. after they make the announcement, it, it, that becomes a hot spot for the virus. So they want to wait as long as they can and make sure everything's under control. But, you know, this isn't an exact science. And, and uh, you know, cities that had it under control all of a sudden could spike up, too. That's why I say get this season done as quick as you can because, you know, we, we don't know. I mean, what happens if there's right. a second wave when they come yeah. back and you're in the middle uh, of, uh, you know, the Stanley Cup finals and all of a sudden there's a second wave in that city. So, um, you know, again, I would go in and out, but this is going to be a long two and a half months, uh, you know, of playing games and playoffs and and uh, a round robin tournament with with the top four teams in each conference, including the Flyers. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a long process, and uh, let's just hope that uh, it all works out. Which brings me to the next part: once you end a season, you then have to begin the next season. The later you start this, the smaller the gap is, especially for the teams that end up in the top, I'm really in the top eight when it's all said and done, really. The gap is going to be so tight. What effect does that have on 2021, in your opinion, Sam, in terms of maybe even when to start it? it has a, it's a big factor. I mean, he, uh, Batman said yesterday this season could run into October. <laughs> if this season runs in October, and he said there's a possibility – uh, next season may not start till January. He said, "If we have to start in January, we will." And uh, and he also said, <laughs> which I don't see how this can happen. And I, to me, this is a money grab. He also said, "We uh, our goal, and we think we can do it, is to play 82 games next year." Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, starting in January, you're going to play 82 games. Yeah, you're going to play four games a week, five games a week. I mean, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. You play 70 games. If you do start in January, you play 70 games, and uh, that's plenty. <laughs> to me, the regular season is too long to begin with. You play, and you try to end the season uh, in quote-unquote normal fashion and have the Stanley Cup playoffs end in June next year. Uh, you don't want to uh, drastically affect two seasons, and that that's is right. in effect what they're, what they're going to do. Um, and... Uh, you know, plus you run the, the later next season starts, and you then you're going to run into yeah. the football season. I mean, it just uh, just doesn't make much sense. You now you now get into a pattern where you now have disrupted the next season so much that that's going to may have an effect on two seasons, not just this one. I'm talking about 21, 2021 and twenty one twenty two. You may disrupt both of those. Here's the other part to me: uh, the financial part. I feel that Major League Baseball and the NBA, if they wanted to get quick cash, infusion of quick cash, at some point in the next three, four years, you expand by two teams each, which in the NBA could bring in $2 billion in expansion fees. Major League Baseball could maybe get you a billion and a half. The NHL's already done that, though. Vegas State came in. I want to say Sam for five hundred thousand, five hundred million was the expansion fee, and Seattle is six fifty, something like that. So it doesn't seem right. like that's an option since I've already done it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't even think they're looking that far ahead right now because uh, things uh, you know are, are so crazy right now. But uh, you're right. There's not much flexibility there, and. It, and adding Seattle as it is gives them a perfect setup because then you finally have, 
an even amount of teams. You have 32 right. teams. You know, it's kind of strange that you only had 31 and 16 in one conference, 15 in the other, and, and how they ever let that happen is beyond me. But uh, because there's some inequities in the schedule, and it, it just creates all kinds of problems. So, you know, 32 is the magic <laughs> number. So unless, you know, a franchise like Florida, you know, folds up or right. something, yeah. And yeah, maybe in Ottawa, say, or somebody like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, not Ottawa, Quebec, uh, Quebec City. Uh, Quebec City, Ottawa, yeah. Yeah, Quebec right. City. Yeah, at Quebec City, uh, you would still have 32. But, uh, you know, I don't see them moving beyond that. Uh, no. I just hope, I, uh, Steve, I yeah. just hope what we see here with this play-in isn't something that we see in the future where you have you know, no. 24 of 31 teams because then it diminishes the regular season. And in a way, they're really diminishing the regular season because this round-robin tournament where you have the top four in each conference playing for the top seed. Now, if I'm Boston, I'm a little upset with that because, yeah. you know, I, I lead the NHL with 100 points. They have 11 more points than the Flyers. And the Flyers win all three games, say, uh, or even go 2-0-1. And let's just say that's the, the top mark. And Boston goes uh, two and one in these three games uh, in the round robin. Uh, the Flyers, who had 11 points fewer than Boston in the regular season, would jump ahead of them and get the top seed. Right. Now this year it doesn't matter as much because there's no home ice right. advantage, but uh, but potentially it could matter because potentially, and I use that word uh, you know in boldface because we don't know how the the rest of the tournament is going to be set up. They don't even know yet as far as whether it's going to be a bracket or seating. But potentially, if you have the number one seed, you know, you should have an easier route to the final. Uh, again, potentially. Um, so uh, if I'm Boston right now, I'm, I'm, I'm a little peeved right now, and I think they might use that as motivation because, uh, uh, to me, they deserved <laughs> the top seed. I, I was very surprised that they uh, announced that, to say the truth. I, I thought the Flyers might have a chance, you know, if – they were one point behind Washington. I thought they would have a chance to go past Washington because they're only one point behind them. But they were 11 behind Boston, so I figured that, you know, they're just – when they when they said originally they're going to go by – it's only for seeding. I thought you could only advance based on your regular season performance, but that's not the case. I mean, they're you know, this is a tournament, and everybody's 0-0. <laughs> your regular, regular season yeah. didn't mean anything. The only time the regular season comes into play is if two teams tie. So let's just say – uh, the Flyers and Boston, for argument's sake, both went two and one in this round robin. Uh, Boston would win based on its uh, winning percentage during the regular season, so that is the tiebreaker. So at least the regular season counts for something. But uh, uh, there's a lot of moving parts in this. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, Sam, I hope you don't mind. One more question. I know I'm keeping you a little bit here, so I apologize for that. Just yeah, no one problem, more I no want problem. to pop in. And that it deals with after being off for two and a half months, and maybe not having to not maybe not playing between for three months. I mean, let's face it: the Montreal Canadiens could suddenly put it together because something clicks for them and they win the Stanley Cup. What is the unpredictability of starting this over again versus what we watch for seventy games? Yeah, well, to me, it's it's going to be. You can look at it two ways. Uh, you can look at it, hey, it's going to be great theater. You could have the Montreal Canadiens upset the mighty Pittsburgh Penguins, even though the Canadiens 
finished nine games under 500. And course, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm counting the overtime losses uh, as losses. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and if Carey Price gets hot, you know, they, maybe they can steal a series. I don't see that happening. But right. you know, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good theater there. But uh, um, you know, I kind of think the cream will rise to the top. I, I, I kind of think. And I think the Flyers, a lot of people say, oh, they're going to lose their momentum because they had won 9 of 10 before the suspended season. But I, I, I kind of think in the back of their mind, they, you know, that, that's something they can build off of. I think that's something they can use, uh, you know, when, when they're down and, uh, and, and things aren't going good in the game. They, they can kind of build off what they did and know that, hey, you know, we can do this. You know, we, we, we've beaten the Washington. We, you know, we... We've beaten Boston, you know. We we beat these good teams, you know. We know what we have here, and if we play hard and, and do what we did before the break, it, you know, it's all it's all going to be okay. And I think they can build off it, like I said, and and uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's there's no excuses for anybody, Flyers included, because everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's going to be a little rusty in the beginning, and. Uh, but I'm anxious to see how the Flyers do. I mean, their their coaching staff has been great this year. I think Elaine Vigneault, uh has held the players accountable, accountable. He's gotten the most out of them. And, uh, you know, I'm anxious to see if that carries over into the playoffs. I think it will. We have veteran coaches. You have a great mix of players that are veterans and, and rookies and young players that are blossoming, the, the connectees and, and uh, the Phil Myers and the guys like yeah. that, the Pro Groves. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's going to be exciting to see what they can do. As you know, they haven't won a playoff series since 2012. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that'll be a motivator for them as well. No question. Sam, I really enjoyed this. It was great talking with you. Thanks so much for the great insight. Uh, my, my pleasure, Steve. Anytime. All right. That was great. Well, I really enjoyed that. That was great. That's uh, Sam uh, Turkiti from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Sam really gave some great Great insight, uh, and I, you know, with all due respect, I felt it bumped our ratings from the previous half hour. Oh, Matt, come on, just have fun hey, with no, it, I, okay? I totally just agree. have fun, <laughs> just have fun with it, okay? Jeez, and all you people out there, he got political. It was a joke. <laughs> Although Sam was great, and that wasn't a joke. Sam was awesome. I'll tell that. Okay, I'll talk to him anytime. Love talking hockey with guys like that. He is. Yeah, all over it. Great insight. We'll come back with more in a moment. I mean, the three thirty to four o'clock half hour. I mean, I was looking at our ratings chart. I mean, it's the equivalent of the second quarter of a Shikolami football game. I thought it was good. <laughs> Didn't you think? Hey, they always are good. I mean, good chief is awesome. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Brought to you by Summary Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all assets 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. The year was 1935, 85 years ago. My grandfather, Benjamin T. Moyer, opened his own furniture store in Sunbury. He was setting out to sell furniture differently. He wanted to sell quality furniture by having good, close relationships with his customers. He wasn't looking for a quick, one-time sale. He honestly loved and cared for his customers and wanted to build a long-standing business friendship. He succeeded in that goal. Hi, this is Dave Moyer, third-generation owner, and I'm proud to continue this tradition. Our store is open again after this unprecedented mandatory closure. Sure, some things will be different now. We can't shake your hand when we greet you, or we can't see you smile underneath the mask. But we are here, ready and willing, like we've always been, to help you select quality furniture for your home. Please accept my invitation to visit our store and experience our great customer service that has led us to prosper and succeed for 85 years. The Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. If you have an appliance emergency, there's no need to worry or go without. Peter's Home Appliance Center in Sunbury is here to help during these difficult times. Need a new range, refrigerator, or washer and dryer? Give us a call. We can deliver. If you prefer, we offer discounts to those who can pick up their new appliance. Peters has also extended our 0% financing to one year. No need to stress over that broken appliance. Peters is your local servicing dealer for over 60 years. We can do things no big box store can. Let us put our experience to work for you. Some of our brands are GE, Frigidaire, Whirlpool, and Speed Queen Laundry. Appliances are essential for you to shelter at home, and Peters is ready to help. Give us a call today at 570-286-8911, 570-286-8911. Peter's Home Appliance Center, Market Street, Sunbury. Nobody does it better. Financing through Synchrony Bank, credit approval required. See salesperson for details. Are you out and about more than you have been in the past few weeks or even months? Have you noticed that your feet hurt? Dr. David Bodmer can help ensure that your feet are healthy and pain-free. He provides quality, friendly, and compassionate podiatry care to patients of all ages. It's that time of year when many of us love to get outside and be active and now is a good time to make sure your feet are ready we want you to be able to enjoy your time with family and friends and not worry about foot pain you can find us online or call us at 570-213-4200 new patients are always welcome schedule an appointment to see me at bodmer family foot care on market street in my hometown of sealands grove you'll never be just a number to us I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. CBS News Special Report. A huge disappointment at the Kennedy Space Center. The landmark SpaceX launch, which had been set for just minutes from now, has been scrubbed because of storms in the area. CBS's Peter King is there. 
quarter. They made it all the way down to just under T-minus 17 minutes. But the problem, as, as expected and as it's been all day long, was the weather. We've had low clouds. We've had rain. We even had a tornado warning at one point here in Brevard County. And the weather was just too close for comfort. The launch director actually said, if you can give us another 10 minutes after uh, liftoff time, we'd be go. But, of course, they couldn't do that. It's an instantaneous launch window. They had to fly when they had to fly. They could try again Saturday. This would have been the first launch of American astronauts from U.S. soil since the space shuttle was retired in 2011. CBS News Special Report. I'm Pam Coulter. Home renovation is a very personal experience, and the end result should leave you falling in love with your new space over and over again. And achieving that takes attention to detail, care, and investment in quality. The expert kitchen and bath designers at Lewisburg Builder Supply know what that means, and they're ready to help you walk through the process with free in-house measurements, free computer design, and recommendations on the pros who can help you get the job done right the first time. Call today at 523-1248 to schedule an appointment or visit lewisburgbuilders.com to use our online appointment feature. The Kitchen and Bath Design Center at Lewisburg Builder Supply 160 Hafer Road in Lewisburg. Ultimate Express Car Wash is now open special hours, 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., seven days a week. As we slowly emerge from this pandemic, maybe washing your car isn't something you've thought of. Well, you can, safely. Feel free to use our personal vacuums, clean and safe. And as far as your Ultimate Express Car Wash, customers still remain in their cars during the entire process. Our automated wash tellers are constantly wiped down, and our staff, albeit reduced, serve you at a safe social distance, cleaning your vehicle just as we always have. Even your door handles are sanitized beyond CDC standard free at your request. We all will get through this trying time. Butch and his family believe this and value each and every customer. Ultimate Express Car Wash Club members will not lose a month as we slowly come back. Ultimate Express Car Wash, Sealands Grove, Danville, and Williamsport. On Facebook and online at washmydirtycar.com. Ultimate Express Car Wash. Stay safe. Get clean. From floating in a saltwater tank to chowing down on some delicious pierogies, we've had some amazing experiences on In Your Neighborhood. The cool thing is that we've only scratched the surface of what the central Susquehanna Valley has to offer. So join us as we stop by interesting businesses and organizations or introduce you to one of our many talented residents each month on IYN on SECV8, exclusively on Service Electric Cable Vision Channels 8 and 508 HD. When connection counts, SECV has you covered. Get internet free for two months plus plume rental. With speeds up to one gig, enjoy faster, smoother streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Plus, with Plume Whole Home Wi-Fi system, you can replace your router and blanket your home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi. Whether you're watching movies, gaming, or working from home, there's a speed solution to fit you. Get SECV internet and plume free for two months. Call now or visit SECV cv.com slash speed offer ends july 10th is it me or does it seem like everything is going up from a cost perspective of everyday needs and necessities that's not the case at surplus outlet you ask what is surplus outlet surplus outlet's a full service grocery store hi i'm justin michaels and at surplus outlet we've always recognized the need to stretch your dollars further with everyday low prices on groceries and much more we continue to work hard at surplus outlet to find those savings and pass them on to you you never have to spend a certain amount on groceries at surplus outlet to get a sale price nor you have to buy multiples of an item to receive the discount 
Surplus Outlet is a locally owned and operated grocery store who feels it's our responsibility to take care of our neighbors and make our region a better place to live, work, and play. If you like to save money on your everyday grocery needs, stop in the Surplus Outlet often as great deals are arriving daily. Surplus Outlet, Route 11 Northumberland, Route 11 Berwick, and Route 15 Montgomery. Sign up for Facebook and email alerts for additional special savings at Surplus Outlet Official. Do it today. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kias. You can check them all out online. Great pre-owned inventory as well. And you can get the process going in the comfort of your own living room all at sunburymotors.com. As you heard on CBS News, uh, SpaceX scrubbed today a tornado warning. Really? Just go. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You can't do that, obviously. Thunderstorms, a tornado warning, everything. So they said, look, that's it. Get them out of the spacecraft and... The new launch is set for Saturday at 3.22, which will be the first American space launch of Luke Catrillo's life. How do you like that? Yeah, exactly right. Well, another thing we'll have to tell him. Been an eventful first year for him so far. <laughs> Nobody will forget that. Forecasters said they expected a 70% chance of acceptable weather Saturday with a much lower chance of rain and heavy clouds. So they're going to go at 322 Saturday. Live coverage on all the cable networks will begin in an hour leading up to it. No, I'm just kidding. Got 24 hours to fill. Let's just do something. But there you go. That's the story on SpaceX. First man launch from U.S. soil since 2011. So it'll be Saturday at 3.22 after the scrub today. Thunderstorms and a tornado warning. All right, I suppose if that's, you know, that's all you need is to have that happen. You're launching and something like that happens. I think, Believe it or not, I think if you look it up, Matt, I think Apollo 12 was hit by lightning when it, when it launched, when they were going to the moon, I believe. You can look that up. I'm just trying to do that from memory. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'm not sure. I, I believe what I, I was, what I, it was Conrad. Chuck Conrad was the was the uh, lead guy on that. In fact, he ended up being the third man to walk on the moon. So, I think. But I'll look it up. Let's listen to Lamont Wade first. Lamont Wade, senior safety. At one point, he put his name into the transfer portal about a year and a half ago. And he came back and he turned in a really, he really turned in an excellent junior season. He's now without question one of the leaders on this team. And Ben Jones of StateCollege.com got it started. Are you able to unmute? There you go. Go ahead. It's a Zoom call, so they have to obviously unmute people. But we can at least hear the break. Matt, are you there? Me? 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, you were muted there for a second. Did you hear me? I'm, I'm sorry about that. First question for you, Ben. Go ahead. Awesome. Um, hey, Lamont, how's it going? Hey, I'm are you? I'm all right. I, I kind of wanted to start off the field a little bit with everything that sort of happened the past couple of days. You've been an advocate for a lot of different things. I mean, where is your head at after sort of a weekend full of a lot of that news? And, and what's your reaction? And what's sort of the conversation that you have with your teammates about stuff like that? Um. Well, first off, conversation with teammates, uh, we're trying. That's one thing we're really trying to emphasize uh, right now during this time period, um, being able to reach out to guys you normally wouldn't reach out to um, and something that could be hard for some people, but uh, me being me, you know, I try to do that. Um, but we, it, it, it just happened real fast. Everything happened so fast. Really haven't, you know, had any conversations about that. Um, I honestly, to be completely honest, haven't really wrapped my head around everything to even make a remark on it yet. You know what I'm saying? Next question is Tyler Donahue, Lions two four seven. Hey Lamont, good afternoon. Thanks for the time. Afternoon. Um, what does leadership look like right now in college football, and how is it different than what it may have looked if circumstances were normal? Um, yeah, it's 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 completely different right now. Leadership, I feel like leadership is really uh, being tested. In this time, uh, kind of showing who the you know real leaders are, and you know sometimes on several teams, if guys aren't as vocal or anything, or people who may be, um, let me do it, let me show you how to do it, leaders. You know, so it's just it, it's throwing things around uh, in different scenarios, real crazy. Um, but it, it is it is kind of tr trying to define the the true leaders the, the the true people who can really bring teams together on each team throughout the country right now so it's, it, i would say it's like a defining moment for for leaders right now rich garcella Reading eagle hi lamont thanks for your time uh following up on ben's question um why has it been important to you um to speak out on social issues in light of what's happened, not only in Minneapolis and New York, but what happened to your teammate Aeneas over the weekend, why is it important to you? Um, because I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of people really don't see things um, from a certain perspective all the time, um, and I feel like it's really good to have perspective on any situation through different lenses of eyes throughout anybody, you know, um, and, and specifically on these situations that, you know, happen a lot and uh, occur often over and over again. I, I just feel like it's important for people to understand how some people feel whenever they're in an environment, whenever they feel like they're supposed to be protected, but it kind of seems like the opposite is happening, you know? Greg Pickle, Penn Live. Hi, Lamont, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, some schools, uh, Clemson being the latest one today, but Ohio State and some others have announced when the, their teams will be able to go back to campus. I know Penn State hasn't been able to put a date out there yet, but from your perspective, what kind of things would you like to see in place to feel comfortable eventually being able to return to campus and being around your teammates again? I mean, I wanted to play yesterday, you know. <laughs> I wanted to work out, you know what I'm saying? So, it, honestly, as soon as possible, is, is the best thing with me so we can get ready to get back with my team, get ready to uh, build those for the new guys, build those bonds up. Um, and so players can learn their jobs and everything. I, 
as soon as possible, honestly, is when I'm looking forward to getting back or what I will hope to see, you know. Mark Brennan, Lions 247. Hey, Lamont, you uh, you really established yourself as one of the team's biggest hitters last year, causing a bunch of fumbles and stuff. How do you develop that? Is that something that's kind of in the water at Clareton? Or, you know, how does that develop along the way? And to you, you can include yourself. Who are the biggest hitters on the defense? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's just something I kind of always try to play aggressive. But honestly, I didn't – I haven't even, like – <laughs> like the, I did, I did a little bit last year, but like I haven't even touched where, nowhere even close to where I can be at, or even close to how hard I can really hit. You know what I'm saying? So it's always room to just build on top of that, and and as long as I continue to be aggressive, I feel like it'll keep on going there. But as far as hitters on our team, uh. I gotta go. I'm going with the whole safety room, regardless. Brisker, Brisker, Jaquan Brisker. He is a, he he is a hitter. He's a head thumper. Um, Ellis Brooks, uh, Jesse Lucetta. You know what I'm saying? Some of them guys, definitely. Next up is Audrey Snyder with the Athletic. Hey, Lamont. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Hey, no problem. I'm just wondering, uh, talking with Coach Pry, he had mentioned that uh, you know some of the explosive plays you got guys gave up through the air last year was a point of emphasis before you know spring break and everything kind of went crazy. Um, so how have you guys been able to focus on eliminating those plays even in this weird setting that you guys are in now? Can you do things? Are you watching film on it? Or do you think you need to be back here with having that communication to get that done? Um, see, so the, the, the first thing we, um, <clears throat> which is great about us, uh, I feel like, um, the first thing we do is when anything goes on, um, if there's not, if it's not up to the level you want it to be at, then you have to do some soul searching. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at yourself, uh, first. And that's something that, that we, we have all been doing, uh, from the coaching staff to the players, you know, looking inside ourselves to see what can we do better or what are we not doing enough or what different things can we throw in. Um, and we've been discussing that to, to nauseam over this um, this quarantine period. Uh, I've had conversations with my safety coach about you know different kinks and everything like that. But uh, it, it's real good to um, kind of have this time to lay out a format of how we want to how we want that to look for next year. Mike Gross, Lancaster newspapers. Hi, Lamont. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, just to to be clear, uh, has any of the coaches have any of the coaches given you any guidance on uh, when you're going to come when you're going to be coming back, and even to the extent like an open ended extent, like well, we might be coming back soon, so ramp up your you know you make sure you're in shape for for when that happens. Have you gotten any of that? Uh, I feel like right now everybody is just busting their butts to kind of get as much information as they can, and with with how tricky everything has been. Nobody has a quite touch on exactly when, what, where, how, but I can say that I know everybody in that building, everybody on that coaching staff is trying their hardest to get the most information to us as, as they can. Next up is Nubias Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey, what's up, Lamar? How you doing, fam? Hey, I'm all right. How you? Man, I'm good, brother. Um, thanks for doing this. Um. Kind of to ask you another question in reference to the Amy Cooper stuff and some of the things you've been retweeting. Like, are there athletes that you look up to, or figures that you've seen that have spoken out and that maybe have inspired you to feel comfortable speaking out in that way? 
Um, I mean, uh, I mean, of course, uh, I, I did a video of whenever the Colin Kaepernick thing was going, was going on. I did a video and put it on YouTube about um, what was the, the 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 true meaning of what the flag actually was. Um, and that all started with uh, Colin Kaepernick and his stance he took. And I, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely admire him for that. And because of how brave he was, you know, uh, to to be to just do something that's way above himself, this this for for his community, to raise awareness, um, to shed light on it, um, definitely. So I, I definitely, like I said, when I started with Cap, for sure. Next up is Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer. Hello, Lamont. Thanks for your time today. Yeah. Uh, we talked last month to uh, coaches uh, Terry Smith and Tim Banks, and they said that they've been um, – Pleased with the growth you've shown and your maturity and your leadership. What what do you have to do now to take that next step in all those areas to uh, be the leader you know you can be as a senior? Uh, I can't get complacent. I think that's the one, number one thing that, that is on top of my list right now. Never get complacent. Never get comfortable um, because you can't grow. I feel like you you can't grow as much as you can whenever you're in your comfort zone. You go the most outside of your comfort zone. So. I can't get complacent. I can't get comfortable. I have to keep the same mindset I had from day one in 2017 when I first came in here. Peter Terpstra, WTAJ. Hey, Lamont. Um, Coach Smith had mentioned you're a guy that uh, could possibly be captain material. In your mind, what makes a good captain, and how how do you think you might fit into that role? Um, uh, like, well, people know for me, like, honestly, I'm, I mean, like, I, I tend to what I, what I kind of did, I didn't want to embrace it at first. I kind of just shied away from it. Um, but I feel like the things that, that not, that leaders, like natural born leaders that are, that are very essential, um, is they have to, first and foremost, they have to have a mind of their own, like a mind that, 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 a mind that's able to reason and think and that they just able to see perspective because everybody everybody kind of is full of themselves and a lot of people can't see outside of themselves but whenever you're whenever you can take yourself outside of yourself and put yourself in somebody else's shoes to see through their perspective i feel like whenever you're a leader of a number of people an entrepreneur or anything i feel like that's one of the most important things honestly i feel like that every natural born you know a leader and i feel like that's something that i've that's something that I, that I struggled with at first, but over the years, like they said, over with my growth and maturity and everything, it's it's been it's been so easy for me. Whenever you you know dig into that type of stuff, it's been so easy to just get the perspective from others or be able to hear it from others. Elton Hayes, CNHI, Pennsylvania. Hey Lamont, how are you doing today? I'm alright. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, doing this for the, doing this for us. I was wondering if you had a chance to uh, speak to Aeneas since that unfortunate incident over the weekend um, to kind of offer him some words of encouragement. And um, secondly, you know, does Coach Franklin or the Penn State coaching staff really um, talk to you guys about these types of social issues and your responsibility as one of the leaders on campus and um, your response to things like this when they happen? Um, it's crazy. I was literally with Aeneas the day before he left. He was leaving to go. We were upstate college, and he was leaving to go back um, to Cincinnati. And I was with him the day before he left. Uh, and then we had a brief conversation after that. Um, nothing too heavy because I, I would see him in a few days. But um, Coach Franklin always he 
he's a he like I said the program how the program is ran it's not it's not on the um I guess you can say just the football type you know how Penn State traditional but he he always emphasizes handling ourselves the right way um whether it's in public whether it's wherever it's at just knowing that we have to when we do something, it's for us first, it's for our last name, and then the University of Penn State also. So we always have to take that into consideration. And um, the type of guy Aeneas uh, is, uh, he that's what he definitely did, and, and he showed, showed courage by doing that. We have time for one more round of questions. Uh, let's go to BenJonesStateCollege.com. Lamont, the, the more you speak out, the more you run into people that, that won't agree with you just because that's – how it works mm -hmm. when you know that someone that tweets it, you might also be on the 40 yard line in the stands. How do those things kind of go together? How do you disagree with someone who is also, you know, ultimately at a game or X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, it's kind of like you can't, some people, for, for some people it's hard to, but you can't mix um, whatever's going on over there and mix it with what's going on over here because that's kind of like the main reason for a bunch of people's problems. Instead of focusing on what divide us, we never focus on what brings us together. So if we were to talk more about the football games and everything and less about the other stuff, then we'd be real happy. But if we were to talk more about the other stuff, less about football, then we'd be at differences. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just real real important to to realize what brings us together and instead of what separates us or or divides us apart and that is lamont Wade. let me explain i it, it when it comes to what he was talking about and what ben was asking about i'm not even sure matt's aware of this aeneas hawkins defensive tackle number 27 he and his father were in ohio i think it was over the weekend and they stopped at a convenience store gas station to get gas, but also to grab some snacks and keep going. A man looked at Hawkins, Aeneas, when he was walking out of the convenience store and was staring at him. Now, Aeneas was wearing a lot of his Penn State gear, and let's face it, he's a big guy. I mean, you're talking about Aeneas must be about 285, 290, somewhere that number right around there. So he thought maybe the guy was staring at him, wondering if, like, you know, he must, you know, think he knows me or he knows me on the Penn State football team or knows I play football or something. And so he was kind of looking at him. And then the guy blurted out an expletive to him, then made it racial and referred to him as an SOB. Aeneas Hawkins, to his credit, complete credit, absolutely kept his poise. But at that point, his father, Artrell, they drove to the police station and they filed a report about it. Now, the problem is, in looking at surveillance video, they can't tell the identity of the other person, or the person that did this. That's why Lamont felt he should speak out. Number one... Lamont is speaking out on the right topic. It can't be tolerated in any way, shape, or form. Number two, he was having and continues to have his teammates back. That's leadership. 
its leadership. Something unacceptable in general and in society, followed up by, that's also my teammate, my brother in arms. It's important for when you're on teams or in any phase of life to have somebody's back. And Lamont Wade showing leadership, showing that he had his teammates back, not just as a teammate and a friend, but also because of what it means in society as well. That's what that line of questioning was about. Now, if Matt would just have my back, I'd have pretty well. We'll take a break. That's a different topic as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Okay, uh, again, Aeneas Hawkins, by the way, personally, my interaction with him, I think he's terrific. Feel awful that that even happened to him. Awful. Nobody deserves that. Nobody. Especially somebody I know and like. Uh, SpaceX will go at 322 Saturday. Big launch party over at the Suits, by the way. Huge. Huge. 